Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. This is the Future Tech Podcast. I'm Alan Thomas, and today I'm joined by Henry Piccala, co-founder and CEO of Streamer. Hey, how you doing? Thanks, Alan, for having me. Oh, no problem. Let's just jump on in. Tell us about Streamer and what do you guys do? (laughs) Sure. So Streamer aims to decentralize real-time data, basically. That means building infrastructure and tools to support that and also building a marketplace where producers of data and consumers of data can meet and transact basically and actually the first version of the streamer marketplace was launched last week at the consensus conference in new york so the whole team is super happy about reaching that milestone but of course it only marks the start of of things to come in the future and and what led to the beginning of Streamer? What what is it in your background that kind of led you to this? Yeah, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty long journey and a and a fun one actually. So personally, I have a background in software engineering, um, in which I hold a master's degree as well. And I've been working with real time data for the past ten years or so. I somehow found my way to to the field of algorithmic trading which is a very, very technology-intensive and data-intensive field. And I used to do tech uh, in there for for several years. And maybe there I realized that real-time data actually has has value um, uh, to a large extent to the fact that it's fresh. So it can actually be um, useful in an automation pattern. And of course, like uh, storing the history is useful as well for backtesting things and seeing how various models would have worked, uh, were they running um, at at the time and and so on. And uh, suddenly, around the same time, people started talking about how the explosion of data will happen, how the world will be populated with IoT sensors and like massive data streams emerging and somehow I, I kind of calculated one plus one and, and saw that the same kind of patterns that were used in trading and the same kind of value that that data had will be actually useful in all other fields that are now getting access to this machine data economy in a sense. So we started to create something that was kind of streamer streamer 1.0 in a sense a cloud platform for data sharing and real time analytics and publish subscribe kind of messaging and that was around 2014 and at the time we weren't yet thinking about decentralization or or the blockchain but around one and a half years ago we realized that hey this is actually the only foreseeable version of the future in which a data economy and data sharing can actually take place because otherwise you have the friction that comes from difficult payments and difficult 
identity verification and it's not really like machine to machine compatible so we decided to take the expertise and and the the technology we had built and start working towards decentralizing the whole whole technology stack and the kind of ecosystem we wanted to build ah and 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 so it it sounds like you you definitely have made a lot of changes from the first version up to what just launched last week and what would you say the ultimate mission statement is for streamer well it's it's aiming for the data economy where everyone um everyone and everything meaning people organizations machines and ais can monetize on the data they are producing or the information or, or the added value they can add um add to data so basically what we're building is a neutral common space for for exchange of data to value and this is of course a hot topic recently also due to the various data privacy concerns and the facebook scandal and gdpr coming into effect and so on so one of the main goals of streamer is also to empower the end user to control their own data like if i'm if i'm driving around in a connected car or if i have a mobile phone that is measuring something from the environment i'd like to be in control of that data and control who can access it and perhaps monetize that data myself instead of the current pattern which is basically giving your data away for free for the big companies to to sell to advertisers and of course they keep the money and give nothing of it to me as the consumer so this and, and, is the kind of pattern that we want to help change in the future. And would you say that the company's focus right now is just on individual consumers or a mix of individuals and groups or organizations? Well, perhaps in the early stages, the focus is more actually on the organizations because getting to the individual and consumer level is a slightly longer longer road that will require us to form partnerships with device manufacturers um, to to enable the consumers to do the kind of technical part more easily and whereas organizations already have the capacity to to integrate to the streamer platform or start consuming data from there for their own applications so i think the consumer side is is the big thing and of course the focus of our operations on the long run but at the same time we need to realize that it takes a bit of time to get there because first of all the organizations involved or the device manufacturers they need a bit of a mind shift to realize that they can actually gain a competitive advantage by transforming their products or digitizing their products in a way that empowers the end user. Um, but this will also take a little bit of time and us showing them the way in a sense. But in the end, they will realize that, look, if there's like, okay, if you're buying a car and there's two cars to choose from, and otherwise they are similar, but like driving the other one um, costs you money because it's it's a normal car. You have to pay for the gas and, and so on. And whatever data it produces, and the car, car manufacturer gets and does whatever they want with it. But the other car, when you drive that car, you can actually earn money by getting the proceedings 
<laughs> or the, the direct value of the data you're producing while driving around to yourself instead of that going to the car manufacturer. So actually the car manufacturer will be able to use that as a, uh, as a selling point and sell more cars, which more than, uh, more than offsets perhaps the value of the data. So these kind of patterns can emerge, but not only for cars, of course, this applies for mobile phones, smart watches, like any connected device anywhere. If it empowers the user, it's automatically better than um, comparable devices that don't let you control or monetize the data. Okay, and and let's say I'm a new user coming to Streamer. What is that? What is that like day one? What's my experience in terms of signing up or getting started? What is that like? Yeah, sure. One thing to point out here is, of course, that Streamer is middleware, so it's it's not an end user solution. So Streamer is basically for developers, uh, developers of applications, or perhaps users of a device. But in that case, the device interacts with Streamer like under the hood. So you might uh, you might toggle a switch on your mobile phone that says like monetize my data, and under the hood, the, um, your your phone starts producing data onto the Streamer network into a data product that's listed on the Streamer marketplace. And as a user, you don't get in touch with that with that technology. In a sense, you can just see that you start earning tokens for your for your data. But as a as a developer, what my experience with Streamer would be when I when I signed up, I can see that there are uh, various major components to Streamer. There's the marketplace, which basically lists what publicly available data is is on the network. Then there's the network infrastructure itself with which I can, as a developer, I can interact with via the API. I can produce data. I can subscribe to data in real time. Um, and then we have this visual editor environment which supports prototyping of data processing chains. So I can basically drag and drop a data source in there. Then I can drag and drop uh, connections from that data source to some analytics modules. I can calculate, for example, uh, moving averages or variances or set some trigger thresholds or or make charts or maps or whatever visualization kind of things in there. So that's one of the major components. Depends really on what I'm what I'm uh, wanting to do, whether I'm approaching as a data consumer like I need some kind of data for my application. Maybe I have a taxi company and I want to see where where people are at the moment and that data might be available to me from, I don't know, mobile network operator or uh, ideally the user, users themselves sharing that data and I could use that data to optimize my uh, operations in the taxi company so that my taxis would idle in areas that are uh, have higher people density or or whatever so so these kind of uh, kind of use cases are are quite easy to you know, to come up with so those are basic, basically the main main uh, kind of starting points with with the streamer ecosystem the marketplace the editor environment and then the underlying infrastructure the streamer network itself okay and and in putting streamer together what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that you and your team have, have had to get over in order to bring it to this point? Yeah, well, I think um, to this point, 
and the challenge has mainly been with with productization so we we used to be a very small team um just a couple of couple of guys working on it last year we managed to to crowdfund the product and that also meant that we were able to grow the team and actually like start it, start doing the things that we wanted to do and what we outlined in our in our roadmap and our white paper and kind of start to think like how do you make real-time data usable how do you build the marketplace the marketplace was the first kind of major component that we wanted to completely build from from scratch and think about how the how the payments there should work what are products how do these data streams relate to those products how to make them look nice uh, how to enable the data producer to to easily receive the payment, how to make it flexible for the user, and, and how to tie all of that into smart contracts living on the Ethereum blockchain, on the other hand, but also on, also on the kind of existing infrastructure that we had. So it's, it's, it's a lot like a, like a puzzle trying to fit things together and also think about the way forward, which for us is like, incremental decentralization so we started out with the centralized that the project is facing and that's bound to take um take some time as well a couple of years but we'll get there so what would you say then are some of the main achievements then that you and your team have had up to this point yeah i think first of all putting together the team i'm really happy with the people we have on board that's been that's been great and also realizing that in a in a crowdfunded project like this one the technology itself isn't isn't the only important thing also the communication side is is magnificently important and many many tech companies in this space make the mistake of not caring about that enough so there's there's thousands of people, our token holders, who are interested to see how this project is developing and how this project is making progress and like catering daily information to them is something that we have, I think, have now uh, put in place in a reasonable way. And I'm really happy about that in particular. But of course, um, also, launching the marketplace was was quite a crunch. I mean, we I think this team did like six months or more worth of work in in three months or so. So we were really um, really pushing it, but did actually manage to to get it up and running in time. So we were working against a pretty hard deadline because we wanted to launch it at consensus which is one of the big um, events in the, in the blockchain space. The other option would have been um, DevCon, which is in November. So we kind of have to choose between May or November. Obviously, November would have been easier because there would be at least double the time that we had. But, well, we decided to try, try by May and, and succeeded. So super happy about that as well. And that brings up a good question, because when you're doing something like Streamer that hasn't been done before, how do you develop the criteria to figure out who would make for the best team members? How do you screen for that? I mean, you're doing, like you said, you're doing something that hasn't been done before. 
<laughs> that's a good question, and that's basically um, I don't know if there's any any like winner recipe for that. I think just meeting people, seeing like finding what they can contribute to the product uh, to the project, and if they kind of have the energy and interest and maybe intellect to 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 do what we need to do. So everything is new that we're doing. So we can't really post post job ads like looking for <laughs> looking for an Ethereum developer with five years of experience. <laughs> that's that's simply not not possible obviously because all of this is is new. But kind of uh seasoned seasoned software engineers, business developers who've worked with with this kind of stuff before, work with data, work with data marketplaces or open data before, who understand how um, how big enterprises think about things, how small startups and what kind of tools they need to to make new kinds of products and, and so on. But <clears throat> I don't know, we're just playing it by the ear, I guess, and trying to meet and the kind of people that share the the vision and the passion for for these kind of things, empowering people with data and deep diving into the technology of um, of the blockchain and peer to peer networks on the on the tech side. And and when putting all of this together, when when putting Streamer together, were there any developments or ideas that would that popped up, and you would have to say. Well, that might be a little too much for this version, maybe in a later version, maybe next year <laughs> or something like that. For sure, maybe 95% of <laughs> are like that. Um even even though we have now a, a team of around 30 people or so, still like the the kind of bubbling of ideas is so is so strong that we really need to focus on on the core ones and the the things we have promised to deliver otherwise we we just end up like creating new ideas and snowballing the uh, the the whole thing to um to some unknown <laughs> unknown end result but yeah i mean we've had to we have to focus for example we've only been working on the marketplace for for this spring and that also means that all the ideas we have for the editor environment uh, for example have had to had to wait but that's something that we'll be working on on in the near future kind of reworking the editor environment to have better usability and better support the use cases that we have in mind like creating smart oracles for smart contracts and and so on Right now, the editor is is maybe a little bit uh, out of fashion in that sense that the marketplace is new and shiny and has the new brand and looks amazingly cool, but the editor environment is still kind of from the old days. So we'll get there. So is that some of the the updates or features we can expect to see in the next, I don't know, 12 to 24 months? Yeah, absolutely. Like on the business side, the, the the focus will be on onboarding more data vendors onto the marketplace and so on and forming new partnerships. But on the tech side, we now kind of got the marketplace nailed down. So the next steps will be to start reworking the editor, but also like uh, going to the deep end 
to to start building the the next generation version of the streamer network, the actual messaging infrastructure that's um, below the hood. But I'd say that in the next six to twelve months, the editor will um, get the get the revamp that it certainly deserves, and hopefully also the network layer will get the kind of next version 2.0 of sorts. And so for developers who are listening, what's the the big reason that they should come to Streamer? Well, on Streamer, if, if they're developers of applications, then they will find the data that they need. If they're building a real-time data-driven application, then that's the place to go. So we want to be kind of the Amazon of data streams eventually. Of course, that requires a critical mass um, of, of data content to be on there. And since we only launched the marketplace last week, it will obviously take time to form. But that's, um, that's the kind of end goal of that. But on the other hand, if you are a data producer, say you have an application uh, that produces data, or maybe you're running a crypto exchange or, or whatever, building building smart, um, maybe some machine learning algorithm that you want to apply to data or, or something like this, then, of course, Streamer offers you a possibility to monetize on the data or the uh, kind of intelligence or algorithms that you're building. So that might be, that might be to in- the incentive to join the Streamer ecosystem in that sense. Let's say you have a prediction algorithm, like a machine, alg- uh, machine learning algorithm that predicts stock prices, for example. And what you can do in the Streamer ecosystem, since it's kind of open where anyone can ingest data as well as publish new data onto the marketplace, and you could put your algorithm in the middle. Like, let's say you can um, consume um, raw stock market data from the streamer marketplace, then apply your prediction algorithm and sell the output, the predictions as as a new data product on the marketplace. So you're adding value to the raw data. You're refining the data content to contain more more information or more intelligence. And some traders uh, who are running their trading algorithms, they could take your predictions as inputs to those decision-making processes that those guys have going on in there. So so in that way, it's also a monetization channel for whatever uh, algorithms you can apply that are valuable to, to people interested uh, in the data in that space. Okay. And so, Henry, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and the company and, and if they want to get involved with Streamer? Yeah, we have various channels. So the very first is probably to follow us on Twitter or join our Reddit group uh, or our Telegram. And of course, you can also contact us us directly and we'll be happy to to answer all the questions that anyone might have. Okay, great. Well, I I just want to thank you, Henry, for coming on and giving us all this great information about Streamer. And I'm sure folks will make sure to log on to the website and get more information to find out more about how to use it for themselves. And, yeah, uh, excellent. Thanks for and, having me. The website is at www.streamer.com. And of course, Streamer is fancily mistyped with an R instead of an ER in the end. So be careful there. 
Oh, yes. Thank you for, for clarifying <laughs> that, too, because a lot of people would have probably would have gotten confused. <laughs> yeah. I but, mean, in uh, the beginning, as a, as a startup, we didn't have we didn't have the money to buy streamer like with an ER dot com domain name. So we went with <laughs> we went with streamer with an R in the end. Seemed like a good idea at the time, but somehow it, it also stuck up until this <laughs> date. So that's what we have. <laughs> oh, we we, we understand. <laughs> but again, like I said, like I say again, thanks for coming on and just thanks for for uh, spending your time with us. Cool, thanks, Alan. Catch you later. Bye. You have been listening to Almost Here, around the corner future technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.